This is CliffCentral.com, and you're listening to In Conference with Michael Jackson. That's me. I'm a global professional speaker, traveling the planet, speaking at events all over the place. And the people that I meet along my journey, we figured here at Cliff Central, it would be awesome for you to meet them as well, without having to get on the plane and fly, basically. You'll also know, if you're a regular listener to our podcast, that I'm very fond of homegrown South African talent. And I'm going to try and ease that in as a segue for our guest who's joining us on this podcast. His name is Craig Wing. He's online now on Skype from just down the road from the Cliff Central Studios. He's in Rosebank in Johannesburg. Craig is a futurist. He's a speaker who works on leadership strategy, new organizations for the future, looking at corporate culture. And he's just an all-round absolutely amazing guy. Nice to have you with us on the program, Craig. Thanks, Michael. Great to be here. Thanks for the, thanks for the very kind introduction. And I wanted to save the bit about Google, though, till now, because you were called as as past in the past, you were head of small business marketing at Google South Africa. And you were selected as this is a weird thing. The googliest Googler by your peers across (laughs) Africa. What the hell is the googliest Googlier? (laughs) So 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 Googler is the, the term given to someone who works at Google. Um, and if, I don't know if you've seen the, the movie, the internship, but through the course of that movie, as well as other documentaries, they talk about someone being googly. Uh, and essentially that's someone who lives into the, up to the values and the ethos and basically the kind of person that you want to work with, um, at Google. And I'll explain a little bit what that means. Essentially, you know, it's, it's, it's about saying, you know, do I want to work with this person? And the easiest way to think about it is to say, you know, if I was stuck with you at an airport and the, and the flight got cancelled by six hours, over the course of those six hours, would I want to kill you or not? <laughs> wow. So if the answer is no, I would want to kill you, then you're definitely not Googly. Because if you think about it, it's someone who you can talk to, someone who you can speak to about, you know, sports, current affairs, politics, so it's got a great sense of humor. They'll look after, you know, they'll look after your stuff if you go to the bathroom, they'll buy you coffee, listen to announcements, et cetera. And it's just really a gauge to say this someone's cool and, and they, they fit within the values of our thing, of our company. And so, you know, the Googlers, Googler is basically someone that fits the most values of Google across Africa. And that's what uh, my coworkers gave me. Craig, having worked at Google, I mean, surely that now is your CV etched in solid gold for the future. Because, I mean, when I, when I went through my formative business years, I was lucky enough to work for Richard Branson personally for a couple of years. You know, I, I worked with Bill Gates. And you tell people you work with Bill Gates now and they go, Bill Gates, did, did he work for... <laughs> And they're not quite sure who the hell he was. But the minute you say you've got Google on your CV, has that really made your career solid gold now for the future? Is that what it was based upon? Yeah, look, without a doubt, that's part of the reason why, you know, I decided to work there. Um, this, the stamp, the golden brand, as you say, of working at Google is tremendous. And it is an incredible company. It has definitely set me up. That being said, I haven't leveraged in this to, to work at other companies and to be head of innovation, which I could have at other organizations, but rather I use that to, to really teach myself about the, you know, about Google's innovation machine. I've taken that learning and I've really tried to translate that now to, to my work here as a partner at FutureWorld to say, thinking about how um, Google looked at innovation and how they created new products, can I do the same thing through FutureWorld for our clients? So you are at Future World International now, and I believe your working title, again, some curious stuff here, partner, I understand, 
Cultural Jedi is also on your business card. Um, Jedi you are of that, there's no doubt. Um, just stay with the Google thing for a minute, though, because I loved what you said about you wanted to work there and made that happen. I mean, you developed and launched Waza Online, which helped over 50,000 small businesses get their own business websites in less than 12 months. That's what you did at Google. No wonder they love you for what you were doing while you were there. Uh, with Google Partners, you took it to over a 1,000 digital agencies to improve the proficiency in online advertising, and you grew Google's country revenue by 80% to be the fastest-growing region in the Europe, Middle East, Africa kind of region. Those are no small numbers. That's kind of amazing. What makes Craig Wing so special, though? How did you do it? Uh, I wouldn't, Michael, I wouldn't, I wouldn't definitely say that I'm special, not at all. You know, I think it's, it's one of those things where it's just a matter of taking a day at a time and really trying to, to do the best that you can do. Um, you know, I think I think all those numbers, as you know, in in retrospect, as I say, twenty twenty, it looks spectacular, right? But it's really a question of saying incrementally every day, how can you do something? I think it's one of those things that if you increase, and I think I saw a stat, if you increase and you do something better one percent every day, at the end of the year, I think you would have done something like two hundred and seventy percent better than you would have. And, and that's think, with and that's with time off for good behaviour. And that's exactly it. Exactly it. <laughs> a modest man indeed. Now, tell me about Future World International now. Uh, Jedi, if you will. Uh, we're not worthy, are we? Uh, cultural Jedi at Future World International. What are you doing? What does it mean? How did you become a Jedi? <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of these things. When, you, when you're a partner or the or owner of a small business, you can give yourself any title that you want. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, Star Wars was, was around, and you know, I've always been a bit of a geek, and I thought, this is a hell of a lot of fun. Let's call ourselves a Jedi, because I think it's cool, and it's quirky, and it kind of gives us the personality that we want. But really, at Future World, what we do is we try to help organizations imagine the future. And what I mean by that is this. If you go to any company and say, look, what is your five-year strategy? They essentially go for backward look at forward, forward forecasting. So what I mean by that is this, is I'll say today's 2016, our five-year strategy is predicated on five years worth of history, uh, and we'll just carry on growing at the same rate we have. So 30% will open up in these offices, we'll do the same kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Really missed opportunities coming left or center. You know, so we all know about the stories of whether it's Uber or Airbnb or, you know, even, even further back, you look at Nokia and you look at, you look at, uh, um, Kodak. Our, t- our thing is to really say, well, how do we ensure companies think about the future by creating memories from the future, which is really cool. And from that, you know, we take through a process of thinking about the future with guest speakers, et cetera, and help you create the future that you want. The culture stuff then comes in and says, well, you know, how do we support the strategy that you have for your future of your organization by creating a strategy and a culture that align with each other? I think there's a misconception that there's a one-size-fits-all Google-esque culture for every business. That's, that's simply not the fact. It's really about finding the right culture for your strategy that gives you, you know, the emphasis and the ability to move both um, in a really lean manner. I love that. I sort of go back to that original story where you said you have the luxury of calling yourself whatever it is that you want. Um, I worked with Tom Peters, the author of In Search of Excellence, on a couple of occasions. And he, was, he had a famous story about somebody who wanted in corporate a better job title because he was tired of just being a vice president. And Tom Peters said to him, you can call yourself the Grand Vizier of Pakistan on your business card if you wish, but you are not getting another cent of money. Now, I mean, you, you can pay yourself what you're worth, I guess, Craig, in terms of where you are. Um, how do... How how do you, how do you find um, markets coming to you? Are you going out and finding companies who want to engage with you and see their future, or what? What happens? I mean, I know you're a keynote speaker because I've seen you present, and you're bloody amazing, by the way. I have big respect for the stuff that you do on stage. How do, how does your business find its business? 
Thanks, thanks, Mike. Yeah, thanks, thanks for the compliment again. You know, um, so it's interesting. You, you, we're we are actually a completely almost a virtual office uh, company in the sense that we don't keep office space, we don't have employees, etc. And it's really a model that we're moving towards. You know, something that's really high scale, something where you don't have a lot of fixed costs and allows us to move really quickly around. In terms of finding customers, you know, it, it's 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 a really interesting business to be in because it's mostly driven through the quality of work that we do. It's not a high um, high engagement model in the sense that we don't serve the entire business, you know, so, sorry, not the entire market, so we won't serve um, the long tail. We mostly serve, you know, some of the premier guys and some of the ones who are really struggling about how they can envisage their business in the future. As such, we're as selective about our clients as, you know, they are hopefully about us because at the end of the day, our thesis is if we can't help you do right for your business and serve your client, um, we're not going to work with you. And so it really is a question of matching. It's about saying, are you the right kind of client for us? In terms of how we're doing that, you know, we're really just bolstering our online presence, you know, via our website, futureworld.org, um, and really trying to grow our customer acquisition and really working closely with our, with our, with our customers. There must be a lot of people listening to this podcast now, Craig, thinking, wow, this guy sounds so incredibly confident. I mean, you know, you, you wanted to work at Google. You worked at Google. You haven't built a, a traditional business. You, you're, you're finding markets in most unusual ways. Do you see Craig Wing yourself as being unusual, or is this the new normal, and everyone who's listening that's not in that kilter is way out of track or off beam? So, so it's interesting. So, so let me answer the second part. I think it is the new normal. Um, I think what I'm finding, you know, is, is a futurist and looking at how the world's going today. Um, in order to break through in markets, whether it's as a company, whether it's as an individual, etc., you have to stand out from the crowd. It's really your ability to say, you know, what is my my USP, my my unique, uh, my unique positioning? What's the one thing that I have that no one else can give me? Because I think as we grow, whether it's by um, population demographics, whether it's globalization, whether it's technology, you need to have something that stands you apart from everyone else. So I definitely think difference is the new normal, and you've got to find that thing that makes you unique. There's a great saying that I love. It says, you know, be yourself. Everyone else is taken. Um, but for me personally, you know, I think, you know, the truth of the matter is growing up as a South African Chinese in, in, in South Africa during the apartheid days, I was forced to be almost different just by virtue of the fact that I came from a minority. Um, you know, South African Chinese are less than 0.05% um, of the populace. Uh, as a result, which even though I didn't choose to be, I just was. And that really formulates my views growing up as a kid, really saying, you know, how do I look at the world differently? Um, and it took a while, but once I got there, it was really a question about embracing my, the difference, the diversity, and saying this is what I bring to the table. It's interesting because my last podcast guest was David Averin, the keynote speaker from Denver, Colorado. He's known as the visibility coach, and he says it's all about branding, standing out, as you've just said. His, his major famous thing is it's not who you know, it's who knows you. So, I mean, do you, did you feel that, that that was essential from your perspective, that you've got to be known and you've got to create that brand and persona in order to sell yourself to be successful? I think it's getting there. Uh, I think I think part of it is, is, yes, there's a branding element around saying, you know, I need to brand myself as A, B, and C. But I would caution, you know, branding is, is, is much like a branding exercise for a company can be incorrect if the brand that you put in the world isn't the same values as you have as a person. Yeah. I think if those two are not congruent, you're in a hell of a lot of trouble. So while I agree with the statement, you know, build your brand, all that kind of stuff, I say grow it organically, do good work, do the right thing, you know, volunteer. I sit in a number of nonprofits, I sit in a number of boards, not because I'm trying to grow the brand, because it's the right thing to do. And hopefully through that, you know, you get these experiences, wonderfully like you've, uh, like you've um, thankfully given me today. 
Um, and it's really through these kinds of platforms, I think, that you build your brand. Yeah, and that you get because you earn it, obviously. I mean, when you stand out, you get to be on this program. I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued, though, still, you know, Craig Wing versus Google. I mean, Google has got to be the entry level for you. But now, my goodness, you've got to be good because you've got Google as a pedigree. So you can't just be good. You've got to be bloody great, Mr. Wing. <laughs> Again, Mike, thanks a lot. You know, well, it's, it is interesting. You know, you look at the stats coming out of the U.S., and these are stats coming out of the U.S., not even South Africa, right? If you, if you finish high school um, and, and, and university um, and you try to get into Harvard, the chances of you getting into Harvard through the application process is 1 in 13. Mm-hmm. The chances of you getting into Google is 1 in 150. So it's, it's 10 times harder, at least on paper, to get into to Google than it is in Harvard. That being said, you know, as mentioned before, I, I definitely wouldn't put myself in the, in the superstar category to someone that's trying to do a little better every day. Um, you know, and perhaps I've just gotten some lucky breaks along the way. And may you continue to have those as well. We have a minute left, Craig. Uh, predictions for anyone listening right now for their personal future. What's the number one thing people should be looking out for in their own lives? Sure. I think, I think as we move through, um, you know, this breakneck speed of things, you no, know, definitely obviously look at technology. And within that technology field, I'd say there's a few things. There's a few old hat things, such like, such like um, Internet of Things. That's old hat drones, et cetera. But I'll definitely have a look at stuff like artificial intelligence, robotics, and biomimicry. I think those are three big fields that are warming up, um, specifically, you know, around saying how do these things, not, in, not individually, but combinatorials. So when these things combine, what do they give you? And I think that's really something to look out for, both as an individual and as companies, if you're listening out there. And if all that sounds Chinese to you, hell, you need to go to craigwing.com and find out what that really all means. Um, I was going to, I normally give out, you know, the web address. Craigwing.com is quite simple and straightforward. But normally with a guest, you'd say, right, go to their website. I'm just going to say people should just Google Craig Wing because obviously you and Google go hand in fist together. Craig, time is against us. I've, I've got to say farewell, my friend. But firstly, thank you very, very much indeed for taking time out to be on the show with us. Thank you very much for the opportunity, Michael, and, and thank you to the listeners. It's an absolute pleasure. And you see, that's the kind of caliber of guest that you get here on In Conference with Michael Jackson. If stuff sounded Chinese that Craig was saying, it's not because he's half Chinese. It's because you really need to understand what the hell is going on into the future. I urge you to get out there, go and Google Mr. Wing himself, find out uh, what he's doing, and make sure that you can make a difference in your own life. Keep listening to our podcast as well. From me and my guest, Michael Jackson, it's been a real pleasure having you with us on Cliff Central. Cliff Central. The revolution. I've got something important to tell you. CliffCentral.com.